magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Monday, February 26th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So over the weekend, South Carolina had their primary. And one of the things that they do, besides asking people in these exit polls who they're going to vote for, they ask them a litany of other questions just to get a good picture of what's going on and what people are thinking. CNN was asking people, do you think Biden legitimately won in 2020? Six. 65% of people said no, 32% said yes. That seems about right, doesn't it, in terms of, I'd say 65% of the Republican Party has, and the, the base, or whatever you want to call it, has mm-hmm. common sense and recognizes <laughs> that it's highly unlikely that at, at the time, late 70s man who was clearly slipping in cognitive ability, who never left it, or rarely left his house, mm-hmm. won 81 million legal votes. He did it from his basement. It was those mail-in ballots that put him over the top. Of course. I mean, so I think any person, and we talked about this before, now, do I believe in every conspiracy theory under the sun that's out there? No, of course not. Are there some of them that are just ridiculous? Yes. However, it takes zero leap of faith to recognize that in a place like Pennsylvania, where when you have on an on a moment's notice, a decision without any real guardrails or, you know, forethought or, or, or thinking anything through that you're just going to start sending ballots to people without any sort of verification of who received the ballot, who filled out the ballot or who sent the ballot back in. It, it doesn't take you don't have to be a radical right winger to go. That's pretty weird and probably really open to fraud. Mm-hmm. And I, like I, things like that, I don't think it makes you any sort of conspiracy theorist or weirdo or insurrectionist or anything else to say that probably isn't on the level. Just to question it. Well, here is CNN, and I can't tell if they sound surprised or unhappy about these results. Do you think Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? Here in South Carolina, in this primary today, only a third, 32%, say that he did legitimately win. Only a third give the correct answer to this question. Two-thirds, 65%, wrongly say that Joe Biden did not legitimately win the 2020 election, but that is what they believe, obviously, after hearing so much of that uh, from Donald Trump and others. Again... No, 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 no. That's not why they believe that. They believe that because they looked at what happened in the country. Mm -hmm. They looked at what happened on election night. We've talked about this many times before. My good friend Ben Stein, who is by no means an only Trumper. He's as establishment Republican as you can possibly get, said on on his podcast that I used to be a part of that it was a, and he's an economist, right? That's what he's done for a living. And he is, uh, you know, a Bush, Nixon, as, you know, right, you know, down the middle Republican as you can get. And even he said, he goes, it's a statistical impossibility what happened. Where all of those states, Trump was leading at midnight. He went to bed, he was so certain mm-hmm. that he would win. And you wake up the next day and all, just magically, all of these states that Biden needed, they just all 
flipped. It's so interesting, though. That is your media right now. This guy is standing in front of this big board, and it's got the statistics on it, and he's saying they didn't answer it correct. They wrongly say. So he's just pushing this narrative as well. I mean, aren't they supposed to be impartial and just give you the facts? No, he's got to make a comment on it. You know, it's interesting, though, and it comes back to how we started this um, show today, which is overwhelmingly in the Washington Post exit poll, the overwhelming thing that people who voted for Trump, which was clearly a huge you know, majority of people, was they voted people who voted based on they care about people like me. Eighty nine percent of those people went for went for Donald Trump. And part of this is that these people believe and rightfully so the country is being stolen literally in this case from them. And whether or not the election was actually stolen, it was. Uh, I can say that here, can't I? <laughs> Get away with that. Um, look, again, and it's I don't believe in some national conspiracy. I've never been a person that believes that Pennsylvania got with Michigan, that got with you know Georgia. But when you have all of these deep blue capital cities where you have all Democrats making the decisions and the same thing happens in all of these places. And then on top of that, you have a place like Pennsylvania, which totally subverts the will of its legislature. I mean, you had a Republican legislature there who on January 6th were waving their hands going, no, please don't certify our, uh, the legislators mm-hmm. were saying this. They act like it's the only these, you know, insurrectionist conspiracy people. The literally elected legislators are saying, please don't certify our election because what happened here was illegal. It happened in Indiana too. Think about it. That same thing happened here where they just changed the election day. Connie Lawson and Eric Holcomb just waltzed out one day and said, we're changing election day. You can't do that. Well, who's going to stop me? Mm-hmm. Certainly not this joke of a Republican legislature we have here. They did the same sort of stuff here. It's not that much different. It's just we're so Republican that there wasn't going to be it wasn't worth the time or effort or anything else to institute the operation necessary to pull this off. But in Pennsylvania, you literally had a governor and a secretary of state just go, screw you, legislature. We're going to do this on our own. And silly Mike Pence thinking that people are going to vote for him to be president. Well, but what's interesting to me is, you know, when these people in the primary, when there were still people running, would get asked this question about did did uh, Biden legitimately win the election, they'd him and they'd haw mm-hmm. and they'd go this way and that way. When the reality is Republican primary voters were looking for someone to raise their hand and say, no, he didn't win legitimately. What happened in Pennsylvania was crap. What happened in Michigan was crap. What happened in Georgia was crap. And they wouldn't do it because they're so beholden to this connected Mm -hmm. group of people who they were worried, oh, they might not give me money or they might not this, they might not that. People believe this country is literally being stolen from them, and and that's why Trump keeps winning, because he's the one guy who they think is going to fight for them. Okay, we're going to get to Michigan in just a second, but I wanted to play this clip for you. This is the Biden National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. Here we go, Russiagate 2.0. I mean, this guy was pretty much the architect of the 2016 Russian collusion hoax, right? Now, here he is again. It's an election year, let's remind you, and here he is saying, who's going Going to inf- interfere in our upcoming election? Well, on Meet the Press, he said, guess, yeah, it's Russia. 
I can't speak to evidence today, but I can tell you, of course, there are concerns. There is a history here in presidential elections uh, by the Russian Federation, by its intelligence services. And there's plenty of reason uh, to be concerned. And this is not about politics. This is about national security. Mm -hmm. It is about a foreign country, a foreign adversary seeking uh, to manipulate the politics and democracy of the United States of America. We're going to be vigilant about that. And we will engage the Congress on a bipartisan basis because this should be above and beyond politics. So, okay, so I'm confused. So they stole 2016. They took 2020 off. What was Putin on holiday mm-hmm. or a vacation? Right. So he took 2020 off, mm-hmm. and now he's back to steal 2024. Right, right. Is this Russia hoax 103, 104? Which one is this? It is... It, it, it is insane that any person thinks that the Russians could ever steal an election. You know how they would be able to is if you hooked the elections up to the Internet, which the Democrats do want to do. Um, uh, and by the way, there is a huge push in Indiana to go back to paper ballots. You know who uh, is not supportive of that, despite running on being supportive of that, was Diego Morales. Mm. And once he got in there, he was told how it was going to be. And uh, he is no longer supportive of that. Um, but you, you, there, it is impossible to steal an election by a foreign country unless you hook the, ba- <laughs> the elections up to the internet. How did the Russians pull this off in 2016? And the bigger question is, why did they take, why did they off? take 2020 off? Mm-hmm. It's very selective, isn't it? It's kind of like those solar flares. Okay, so the uh, governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, she said on Sunday that she's not sure what's going to happen in her state's Democratic primary. Uh because there's a lot of uncommitted voters in her state. They're not really liking Joe Biden. We do this. Can yeah. we take a break? And when we come back, mm-hmm. I, I've been really struggling over the weekend. I was kind of trying to think, like, explaining how I feel about the world right now, Casey. <laughs> okay. About the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I get a little animated with my pat with my passion when I start talking about the direction of the country and the direction of our cities and our state here in Indiana. And so I found an old movie clip and I thought, well, this in many ways really does uh, kind of explain how I'm feeling about the direction of the world right now. And so I modernized, took it upon myself Mm -hmm. to modernize an old famous movie clip. And I think it'll really sum up how I'm feeling right now about the world. All right, we'll get to it. Coming up from 93 WIBC. So everything old is new again? Is that what you're telling me? Well, I've had enough, Casey. I've had enough. Uh And, uh, you know, I get the pleasure because, well, thanks to taxes in the state of Indiana, Mm -hmm. property taxes, the gas taxes, all all the taxes, and then, of course, the inflation, thanks to Biden. So, I mean, I've got... Bipartisan, offender, bipartisan offenders here in terms of it's Biden and the inflation, the Republicans and the taxes. Everything is just so out of control. And um, I have to now work a second job on the weekends. And much of that time, especially in the winter, is uh, set, spend my time there staring into the abyss by myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mind starts... I thought, I thought you were going to say surfing the internet. <laughs> well, I do that too. And, uh, you know... It's not a bad job. There used to be a, a, a promo. Do you remember this? when when uh, And I don't hear it much anymore, but it was called A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Waste. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? The yeah. mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah. And this mind 
I mean, quite honestly, Casey would be a terrible thing to waste. Mm -hmm. And so I th things just come up in my head and I was pondering like, more than most. how even. could I, how could <laughs> I articulate about how I feel about the world and mm -hmm. what's going on in the world? And, you know, I, I just got down the rabbit hole of the YouTube as I was staring into the abyss, abyss mm -hmm. slash playing on the internet yesterday. Yeah. And I, you know, I found this uh, famous movie clip from the movie Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay. And when I was a... <laughs> When I was a boy, Ghostbusters was absolutely 100% my just favorite movie, and uh, I loved Ghostbusters, and uh, I started watching it, and they get to the scene where they're, remember they get put in the, uh, they get put in the jail, mm -hmm. and uh, they're they're still trying to kind of plead their case, and they pull out the drawings of that building that uh, Sigourney Weaver is living in, and at... <laughs> And uh, Harold Ramis, Egon Spangler, starts talking about this guy, Ivo Shandor, who built the building, and it's the catalyst to bring Gozer to the world, to bring about the end of the world. And he just starts talking about the history of Ivo Shandor. And I kind of realized the more he talked about Ivo Shandor and how he viewed the end of the world— Maybe I've become Ivo Shandor <laughs> because I'm ready for the Lord to just take me now in mm -hmm. terms of how incompetent the government has become and how just, you know, the, 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 I think the real catalyst for me was seeing that Washington Post exit poll where they talked about how 89% of people are voting for Trump based on he gives a damn about me. We would rather nominate a guy who is so mortally wounded mm -hmm. than any of you other people because we don't believe any of you other people think of all those people who ran on the republican side for the nomination you don't care about us at all and i think that's for someone like me is so frustrating because i look at this and i see it happening everywhere do you believe your city or town government cares about you at all do you believe that they're making choices that are about you and your family? Look at the irresponsible growth, the just out of control bull crap that has happened in our donut counties the past 10 or 15 years. And it's never stopping. They know the resources are running dry. They know we're running out of water by 2048 and they just keep building. Mm -hmm. They keep irresponsibly growing these communities. Look at the state of Indiana. Look at the LEAP project. They, There's not even enough money absolutely. to build what they currently want to build, let alone the future. And they keep going. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that's what Holcomb's donors and lobbyists and world economic friends want him to do. And the Republicans here aren't standing up for you at all. The legislature could stop all of this. The Republican supermajorities could stop all of this. They don't do a damn thing. They know you are in huge trouble on your property taxes. They don't do anything. I don't even can't even begin to get started on what's going on a, on a national level and how they've added 34, this country's now added $34 trillion to our nation's debt and well over a trillion dollars every single year and they know what it's doing to you and they don't care. And I realized, Casey, I have become Ivo Shandor and I am ready for the end of the world and I, I had to make a couple edits to make it a little more mm -hmm. you know, relevant and timely to this show and our audience. But here it is. Here is Rob Kendall. After the 2020 election, Rob Kendall decided that society was too sick to survive. And he wasn't alone. He had close to a thousand followers. Each day on WIBC. They conducted rituals up on the roof. Bizarre rituals intended to bring about the end of the Biden presidency, <laughs> Indiana Republican Party and Brownsburg Town Council. And now it looks like it may actually happen. So be good. For goodness sake. Whoa, somebody's we coming. We have to get out of here. <laughs>
<laughs> Isn't that just how you think a lot of people feel each day? Mm-hmm. Because they look around and nobody. We have such gifts in this country, Casey. We are so blessed to have the system of government that we do and the ability of people to lead and care about us and make decisions that are best for us. And yet time and time and time again, whether it's the local governments or the state governments or our certainly our national government, none of these people care about us at all. I am ready to head up to the top of the Emmis building uh-huh. and start some ritual with a thousand of our best listeners <laughs> and bring about the end of all of this. Okay. You know what? I think Drake wants to take you on a cruise. <laughs> So maybe start there instead. That's a little more positive. You know, I st- and I struggle with this because there's part of me that says, okay, how do we how do we affect change from the inside? Mm-hmm. How do we work inside the system? Every day by talking about it on the radio. Well, but that's, that's your job. That's it. I that's think how that's, you can affect change. I think I'm kind of maybe done. I don't know if I'm ready to, I don't know if I'm ready to throw in the towel yet because I know how miserable it makes them. But I think I may be done like going to meetings. I think my goal each day may just to be burn the thing to the ground mm-hmm. and humiliate and shame as many people as I possibly can because that's what you're doing to the taxpayers, the local people, the state people, the certainly the federal people. You're humiliating and shaming this country and simply trying to go to a meeting and telling you how you're ruining everything doesn't appear to be working. So maybe that's a waste of time, Casey. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need to step up my game here. I don't know. I mean, is the aquatic center being built? Didn't they put that Not on hold? Not yet. They put that on hold, right? Not yet. Yeah. But that's so, a lot of effort. I could just come in here and roast people every... And look at Kev. He's smiling and nodding. Kevin totally agrees. Don't you want me to do that, Kev? Wouldn't that be a better use of my time just to humiliate and shame as many of these elected people as I possibly can each day? Yeah, you already do that. Right, exactly. You so just you, want, you just want to like step it up I'm more. I'm talking about, yeah, like you know in Popeye when he takes the spinach and the muscles <laughs> run mm-hmm. up and down and then mm-hmm. the theme song plays in the background. <laughs> I'm talking about maybe that level. Are you talking? You're talking about elevating. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about little? maybe upping my game a little bit. I okay. I've been kind of complacent lately, Casey. <laughs> oh my God. You're talking about upping it. Okay, hold on. Um, we've got your voicemails on the way from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments. 317-559-PAIN. This is the portion of the program that we turn over to you and hear your voicemails at 317-684-8444. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So launched uh, earlier this month, Todd Rokita's Eyes on Education website. This is a website that allows people to submit and view examples of what he calls socialist indoctrination from classrooms. So somebody wanted to call and talk about Todd Rokita. Hey, Rob and Abdul, please stop hating on Todd Rokita. Todd Rokita's set for life, right? He's got $183,000 a year from his retirement from the goddamn uh, Congress. He's got a plane, an airplane that he flies around to his uh, campaign. Tom Rakita's doing all right, so stop hating on him, right? 
find something else to do. I mean, every time I turn the radio on, it's either you or Rob trying to hate on Todd Rakita. He's not going to get disbarred or suspended or anything else. You had to pay a $250 fine. Leave Todd alone. He's all right. Remember, he was a, a go-go bar bouncer at one time. Look how far he's come. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's true. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, look, you know. I think he was joking. Well, I don't know. That guy calls the show all the time, and we're glad that he listens. Uh, we I never know with him whether he's being serious or listening or not listening. Uh, you know, I had this conversation with somebody over the weekend mm -hmm. who is pretty close to Rokita and I've never changed my story on Rokita because I, I think there's some people now that Rokita now that Rokita may have a very spirited convention fight on his hands mm -hmm. I mean look the establishment is definitely going to run someone against Rokita and I think now that they recognize oh shoot especially if in some form or fashion his law license is suspended even if it is with reinstatement, he's got a major problem on his hands. And so I think there are some people in the Rokita orbit, and, and Todd, don't hate these people. They care about you and they love you, who are interested in trying to figure out if there's some way our worlds can live together, mm -hmm. like, you know, Ebony and Ivory, perfectly in harmony or mm -hmm. whatever, however those lyrics go. Mm -hmm. uh, and here is what I told this person. I have never changed this story about uh, Todd Rokita. Uh, I thought Todd Rokita was a very good Secretary of State. I thought he did excellent on things like voter ID in the state of Indiana uh, because Todd Rokita, when he was Secretary of State, while he may have had, and he certainly did have, political ambition, the nuts and bolts of his job, he was a normal, competent person, and he got a lot done. He was an okay congressman. I don't really hold his lack of accomplishments against him because it's it you know impossible to get things done. But he was willing to do things like shut the federal government down and things of that nature. So, you know, I check a box there. But something happened to that guy when he ran for United States Senate. And look, the, the idea of power and the idea of influence, and we see this all the time with people in politics, changes. People lose who they are. There's a lot of people who go to Washington, D.C. who I think are pretty well-intended. And then they get stay totally there for lost. a while. Yeah. Something happened to Todd Rokita mm -hmm. when he ran for U.S. Senate which just totally changed his ability to function in a normal, professional, competent fashion. I like a lot of Todd Rokita's politics, and I'm still not going to change that, even though I think the way he's behaved is an embarrassment. I like a lot of his politics. He just, he just can't get out of his own way. Mm -hmm. And I think it would serve him well to steal a line from someone else in the Holcomb administration <laughs> to... Just back off the bull crap. You're attorney general. Just do your job. You don't need to send out press releases about how you're you're fighting the establishment or whatever he called the disciplinary commission. You don't need to go on Fox News and bash the abortion doctor. Just take care of it through the legal channels, mm -hmm. which if he'd have done, if he'd never gone on Fox News, Casey, this is the crazy thing about this. He would have never been in trouble. Right. And House Bill 1265 probably would have never been written. That's correct. Todd Rokita, it's it's like, you know, it's like Mickey's Christmas Carol. And and I am Jiminy Cricket, and he is Ebenezer Scrooge. I am the ghost of Christmas past. Remember, Scrooge, you did the, the, you did these things to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you just, yourself, yourself, mm -hmm. yourself. Remember, Todd, you did these things. You created these memories yourself, yourself, mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. 
if he had never gone on Fox News, he still could have uh, gone after that abortion doctor. He still could have got everything he was going to get anyway, plus probably more because it probably tainted in some shape, form or fashion, the investigation case made, et cetera against getting stricter penalties because the probably those people were like, wait a second, this guy's already in hot water over going on Fox News. So if the goal is to get stuff done, you did the you did the exact opposite of, of what you wish to accomplish. Did he ever accept our invitation? No, he did not. I've not heard back. Okay. Nobody he it would it would serve him well to come on here because everybody he's going mm-hmm. to get. I mean, he already has. I think Abdul reported that somebody's already running against him at convention. There'll probably be more than one person. Okay, we've got another phone call. Uh, this guy, this is the guy who calls often. No, I'm no. not going to say every day. Uh-huh. I'll change it to often. Is he mad that you said every day? Did he try to get you on a technicality? He, he wanted to correct me. Oh. He likes to pick apart everything we say. <laughs> but I, I think, Rob, I feel like he's coming around. Oh, I think, I think he's warming up to us. Uh, just to set the record straight, I don't call every day. Um, <laughs> when I call you, it's usually when I'm out driving around, mm-hmm. and basically you have to listen to WIBC because Matt Bear gives the best traffic uh, conditions of anybody on the radio. Uh, good job, Mr. Bear. Anyway, you guys have a good weekend. Goodbye now. I mean, he, I, he does have a point that Matt Baird does a fantastic job. So let's not take anything away from Matt. However, not during our show. No. Matt Baird is not on during our show. No, he doesn't there, give traffic reports during our show, Matt, does he? Matt Baird's last traffic hit is before our show. So he likes to listen because he likes it's, us. And it's okay that you listen because you hate us. This is what always gets me. Is these, it's like, look, it all counts the same towards my mm-hmm. bank account. Mm-hmm. And we love to hate. We feed off. Well, you, you, you not as much. Much as me, but <laughs> right. I feed off the hate. Uh-huh. So it, it, you can admit we I listen because I hate you, and it's okay. And I do this all the time. There's a lot of people I listen to, Casey, that I don't agree with politically, but I I think they're phenomenally talented broadcasters or entertainers, and I listen to them, and I say this is great. This is great stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if I find myself disagreeing with them, it's okay. We you can hate me and still listen. It's fine. I have noticed uh, a little bit different in his inflection because he left a couple other messages and they seem to be a little softer. Yeah, it's okay. Just, just, he's he's warming up. It's okay to call in a minute and say, I listen to you guys because you're very entertaining (laughs) and I vehemently disagree with you on a whole bunch of stuff, but thanks for the, thanks for the entertainment each day. Thanks for the thought provoking. You don't have to make up uh, stories about, uh, I'm here for Matt Bear, you know, whatever. Right, right. We know you're here. We know why. Okay, another phone call and this is about uh, Nikki Haley and her spending other people's money. Oh, last part, I had a caller in there talking about Nikki Haley staying in the race and all that. You know, it's pretty easy to stay in the race when you're spending other people's money. Mm-hmm. Um, she may be able to do that, but I have a conscience. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would be spending other people's money to lay out my plans. But uh, I think it was right on what he's doing. I've heard polls that say that Nikki Haley would blow away Joe Joe Biden in an election, and I've yet to see how the rest of the country is reacting to that. Okay, thanks for taking my call, man. See you. Okay, so the Coke Network said they're done giving her money, right? (laughs) You're out. Mm -hmm. You're cut off. They're ceasing their financial support of her campaign, but she has enough bankrolled to keep her going for a while, at least through March 5th. Yeah. Well, okay, but he's but the end of that call is correct. 
There, poll after poll shows Nikki Haley is a much easier sell. And there's Katz, by the way, so he'll agree with me on this. He can hear me right now. I've heard him say this. I think he uses the term easier lift. Do you, he, don't he, you love likes, he likes the fact that she's in. Don't you just love that he ju- he can clearly hear us talking about him and he just kept walking? He didn't even stop. He didn't come back. He didn't wave. You know, normally the kind of the mm-hmm. broadcaster creed is if you hear your name or whatever, you'll wave. He just kept on. He just kept on going. But anyway, I've heard Tony say this and he's right. Anybody other than Trump would probably be an easier lift in the general election. But it comes back to the most important part of the Washington Post exit polling, which is why would you want someone that you don't believe in or you don't believe cares about you? What are you winning if you get Nikki Haley? Would she maybe be a a minuscule amount better than Joe Biden? Maybe. Who knows? How many times have the Republicans gotten in there and been every bit as bad as the Democrats? And I think people are saying we're done with licking whatever boot the establishment puts in front of us. And Mm -hmm. we don't have to play by your rules anymore. And we're not settling for whatever garbage you stick in our face. We'd rather lose than win with somebody who who we're going to lose with in the end anyway. She's doing the waiting game. I I really think that she's just sticking this out because she thinks something is going to happen to Trump that he won't be able to be the candidate. And she's just thinking that that's going to be her argument. Don't you love that he just kept walking? He didn't even stop. <laughs> Which way was he going? He was going this way. He was going towards maybe, the ba- Maybe he went to the he's restroom. He's got to go to the bathroom. Could maybe be. He's, maybe he's in a hurry there to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to one last phone call. Kevin, can we skip ahead to the one called B-Ball? Of course, you had the IU-Iowa game yeah. last week, and we had asked, hey, if you have gone to this game, please call us. Let us know about your experience. And uh, somebody actually went to the game. Hey guys, I just heard on the radio you were looking for people who attended the Iowa IU game last night. And we went, we took, my husband and I took our six kids, and we were some of those that got in line early so that we could get courtside with our general admission seats. And it was a great time, and I really feel like it was a good game. And as far as Caitlin Clark goes, um, people may pin her as a whiner and a flopper, but those, all the girls were doing that, and arguing with refs, the coaches were doing that. It just, all around, I think that it was an aggressive game. And at the end of the day, um, Caitlin Clark at her presser, she had nothing but good things to say about IU and how they brought on a good game. And she was grateful to play in Assembly Hall. And she leaves it on the court. So I feel like a lot of this hype is definitely brought on by the press and the media. And I think that she is doing the best that she can as far as, like, having a positive outlook for everybody else. And um, as far as her breaking Pistol Pete's record, you know, no one's done it yet. And so I think that it's awesome that she's able to do it within four years. I think it's something that should be mentioned. And, um, and I agree with Casey. I think it's awesome that she's elevating women's sports and people are uh, drawn to her and bringing some attention to it. So thanks a lot. Six kids. Six That's what kids. I, I couldn't get. I didn't hear anything after she said six kids. I'm sorry. What did? What was she even talking about? At that point, you're doing the numbers in your head. You're calculating about how much that costs, not only to go to that game, but just to eat and live. Well, I think about the stress of taking my one child <laughs> to somewhere, <a> game, <laughs> let alone six kids. I'm glad she had a good time, and I'm glad that she called and told us how she felt about that. Uh, because I agree. I didn't think that Caitlin Clark. You know, she got shut down by IU. 
And in her press conference, she really didn't play the victim. She didn't come up with excuses. She pretty much just said, you know, they did a good job. You've had a, a kid. Can you imagine if you had five more? No. And then taking them all somewhere? I wonder what kind of car they drive. Do you think they got one of those, remember in preschool or or daycare where they'd have the rope and everybody holds on to the rope? Yeah. And you got one parent or the- Leading the way. And then one in the back. It's like a little row of ducklings. You got to do that with six kids. (laughs) Unbelievable. Give that lady a medal of some sort. Hammer's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hammer, guess what I am doing tonight? You'll be so proud of me. What's that? Going to the Pacers game. I am too. Are you? Yes. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> Are we betting on it tonight? Well, if I did, I would bet on the Pacers because I'm think a homer I like that. Rob, you're a gambling degenerate like I am. Are we in on Pacers tonight? Oh, totally. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, because I'm playing with house money. Why hammer? Because I'm the only person in the entire world who had Maverick McNeely finishing Maverick in the top McNeely. 20 at the golf tournament. <laughs> Son uh, of uh, Pete Mitchell and uh, <laughs> Peter McNeely, the guy that came back against Mike Tyson. I, <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I'm 3-0 and on the golf this year, and uh, uh, that's my real talent. Hammer will tell you. It's, it's like a one. new career I'm, for you. I'm horrible at the sport. I just generally leech off Hammer. Other than the golf, I'm pretty mm-hmm. good at the golf. Yeah. I saw this. Uh, did you guys, you probably didn't watch it. Saturday Night Live, Shane Gillis was on. Yeah. And he did that uh, sketch about sports betting. <laughs> I saw that, and I totally thought of you guys. We all know a friend who struggles with online gambling. A friend who's on the verge of losing everything. His house, his family, his entire life. And now you can bet on exactly how he'll lose it all. <laughs> it's the only app that lets you take prop bets about how your degenerate gambler friend this is incredible. going to hit rock bottom. Go double or nothing on a random WNBA game or bets his child's college fund on the coin toss. <laughs> and when your friend is desperate for cash, you can bet on what his lowest moments will be. Will he take out a life insurance policy on his own mother? Will he set up a fake GoFundMe that says he has leukemia? And what will he sell first? His PS5 or his kidney? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna bet on what you're betting on. Yes, yes. Um, but last time I checked, I think the Pacers line was around six, six and a half. I don't know, but I'll have to keep an eye on it. Yes, any more than six sounds like a lot. Even right. though, as you said, I can't name one guy other than Scotty Barnes on the on the Raptors. Yeah, they're a shell of what they used to be. Uh, Bruce Brown, pacer for a, <laughs> That's right. half of a season, is on that roster. Imagine but... if you're him and you got traded for Siakam, because he was in that Siakam deal, right? Yes. And it's like you go from the Pacers to the Raptors. <laughs> and Pacers have won two straight coming out of the All-Star break. Yep. Big win against Luka and the Mavs yesterday. So, have to take a look at it. But, yeah, I'm uh, totally in on this. And don't forget, mm-hmm. next Monday, yeah. we begin... Meltdown Madness on the Hammer and Nigel show. We've seeded out some of the greatest political, celebrity, athlete, coach meltdowns of all time. There are so many that some really good ones didn't make yeah. the list. Yeah, I got I got one that I would just like to say, and I'm I'm not saying you've done anything wrong, but I am saying the fact that, and I don't want to you know disclose the whole list, but if you could find it in your heart, 
<laughs> well, not that you have one, but if you could, let's pretend you did. <laughs> how did how the Denny Green, I mean, it's such a strong list. But the how, Bears are who we thought they yes. were, and we let him off the hook. Because the best part is this never talked about thing at the end where after he goes on this just rage, some poor staffer walks up to the podium next to him and goes, Okay, uh, Matt Leinert's going to be in uh, room C36. When you see the field, you're going to know, like, I can't cut anybody yeah. from mm-hmm. this field. Yeah. Because we've got, like, celebrity meltdowns, musicians, mm-hmm. like, it's all there. So unless you're top three or four in your specific field, I don't think you're going to make it through. Like, I don't know if Allen Iverson's practice is going to make the field or not because yeah. I can't cut Bob Knight. I can't cut Jim Mora. I mean, we're going to roll out the field. We're going to have a little selection show here Thursday. Oh, how exciting. On this segment. We'll get the bracket lined up. Mm-hmm. There's a play-in game this year. <laughs> I cannot wait for meltdown madness to take place. And, and that's going to start on Monday, you said. Yes. And yes. Casey, we've got to find a little Cinderella I know, like we did with one Valvet. that we want to propel to the top. Yeah, and so we'll see what the list looks like, mm-hmm. but I'll just I'll tell you what, if you if you as your I mean look maybe the selections you know committee has closed their doors but if you know if there's a little <laughs> voice in there for Denny Green mm-hmm. and angrily pounding the podium and that poor staffer that had to approach afterwards I'm telling you once we roll out the field Rob you're gonna see it's a tough cut yeah, I know there's still time for me to make a change I, I can be talked into it but I don't think I could cut anybody out of this field I know What's uh, coming up this afternoon? This afternoon, Marcus Bailey will join oh. us. Chances of some tornadoes tomorrow. Hmm. We've also got Guy Relford. Mm-hmm. And it is biggest stories of the day. A lot going on. Rick Snyder, FLP oh. president. We're going to get into it. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.